0: welcome everyone to another episode of this week in clg powered by spectrum this is episode 15 of season three already that flies by so quick and i'm joined with danielle and summer hello ladies hey
1: hello (laughs) glad to be here happy
0: to have you on board yes and you both are in the clg office in los angeles i'm currently not there but i'll be there in like 10 days (laughs) so i'm excited to to join y'all and have this this powerhouse of ladies at clg um we wanted to to discuss all three of us today because maybe not a lot of people at home know that clg is actually a pretty diverse organization and danielle joining us at the top is a testament to that um danielle for those who are just tuning in and learning about you for the first time, can you real quick present yourself?
2: Yeah. So basically the TLDR on me is I've been working in actually government and nonprofit for the past, uh, many, many years and a big fan of esports. and I was afforded the opportunity to make this my full-time career and I couldn't resist. So I just joined a month ago. This is now my, my first full month down. Uh, and I've just been having so much fun. So I'm really excited to be here. We're excited to have you on board. I always say that
0: it takes at least three months to get used to the culture, but I feel that like you jumped in like in a week, number one, cause you know, you had to, you just, there was too much work. There was too much
1: work. There was work. so much <laughs>
2: going on. <laughs> uh,
0: so there was a lot of work too in the last couple of months. Uh, I feel that every roster is always, you know, busy, always have lots of things that they need to work on, either like a roster change or either, uh, travel for events and and whatnot. And before we dive into today's topic,
1: uh, how have you been? I've been great. I'm, I've been even better since Danielle joined us. I just want to say that, um, I actually remember meeting her at a Gen G mixer. And leaving there, saying like this, this girl needs to join CLG. I literally <laughs> went back to uh Bossman. I was like, this ne- this this amazing woman needs to be part of the Greg King dynasty. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad that <laughs> we were able to finally get her. Like it's so exciting. Um, and yeah, things yeah. have been really busy. Um, You know, first and foremost, we're always prioritizing, giving opportunities to people who are hungry with a lot of drive and helping people progress in their careers. And we've had a ton of opportunity to do that this year, which has been really exciting.
0: Yeah, and I see already a couple of familiar faces in chat. This is also gonna be your chance to ask any questions if you have them. So I'm gonna be reading chat throughout the whole show. I can see Vetro is in there. We have some <laughs> some other familiar face uh, that I'm not gonna name them all, but we love to have you and see you in track. Obviously, this is uh, a uh, woman power day at CLG. Even though we're not necessarily gonna focus on that, we just we're just so proud to to have all of us. Um before we jumping into today's topic let's talk about what happened last week in clg lots of things happened actually ups and downs throughout the week i have to call out first of all obviously elephant in the closet we lost a reverse sweep with lcs um it was really difficult as a fan as a clg member but also as friends to the main roster to to witness that um we often forget that there are humans behind the the players right we expect we, we put a lot of pressure on them and as some of you may or may not know um for example on the eg roster danny uh, stepped down for the playoffs in chicago uh for mental health issues and um this is kind of a reminder that our team went through that last week by by losing in that reverse sweep um uh summer as a, a player development coach why don't you give like maybe a A good way for us to be good allies to the players when they do suffer a loss
1: yeah i mean you you hit it right on the head remembering that there's a human behind every uh twitter profile is probably one of the most important things that we could do um i know for our team you know we felt it we felt like this was this was our year right um and you know i'm a perfectionist myself um players at this elite level are perfectionists too. They set really lofty goals for themselves. And you know, I think just expressing our our genuine pride in their performance throughout the season and how much growth we've seen is so important right now. Um, it's gonna be really hard for them to see the positivity in everything. So it's our job to just make sure that we reiterate that over and over again.
0: Oh my God, I don't know why I have tears in my eyes right now.
1: <laughs> it's that time, guys, where I'm like everything is super emotional well, for me. Well, you know the feeling. You've been a competitor. I do know the you feeling. know exactly how hard these things hit, no matter like how much there is yeah. you're proud of. It's really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes.
0: Uh, on better news, uh ESCA CLG Red. Uh, went 3-0 last week with tremendous performances whenever the games were close and or whenever they weren't close the girls came out on top in pretty clutching slash convincing ways the ESCA season has been really really amazing so far with the new roster Uh, I'm sure that's something Danielle that's easier to sell right Marcus, I just celebrate I've left lots of fun
2: memes and whatnot be proud of the girls oh my gosh yeah I mean like you know with with the LCS it was so exciting because it was like we were doing so well despite expectations um with the red rosters I think what's so funny to me is like I don't know if I I'm not gonna curse but like we have this like roster of bad butts if you will <laughs> And like, they are just like constantly killing it. And then the fact that it is just a a roster of women, it's like, you just want to celebrate that. And that's what I like to remind people is like, CLG is more than just our LCS team. We have, you know, our red rosters are just incredible. Our fighting game players are out there killing it right now. So, you know, there may have been some rough spots last week, but there's still like a lot for us to be celebrating right now
0: yeah this is really important to note i think that right now we have a clg that doesn't really just rely on lcs when lcs wins and and does great and right now it's like a magical roster it's amazing we're at the top of the world but also we need to remember that the rest of the rosters are working just as hard and are having success of their own in their different divisions and that was that that makes me really proud as well and and most of that is under summers
1: uh so That's we can't forget it
2: we, <laughs> we can't try. forget it we
1: try <laughs> i i want to point out like this this particular iteration they roster like i i'm really proud i'm really proud of how quickly they've gelled together um you know Coach Flaschke and I, we agreed that if we want to be competitive at an international level, we need to recruit internationally. We need only the, the top talent and the most driven talent. And it's so exciting to see how hungry these new recruits are. Um, they're not just mm-hmm. here because it's something to do, they're here to prove something. Every single one of them has really lofty aspirations. So, as a coach, um, as director of team operations, you know, y- you yourself get so inspired when you have players like that the ones that they are always going to be the ones that fight the hardest it's going to be about shaping and directing that energy not about cultivating it and that is really the most exciting times at least for me as i said both as a coach and as uh, director of team operations
0: and the crazy news is that this morning uh ninjas in pajamas known as nip announced a women roster for esl impact league and we know little birdie told me that there's going to be other big announcements coming soon from other orgs soon it might be summer she might know what she's doing uh we're not gonna spoil the the leaks uh for the other teams but it does mean that you know clg has been on the csgo circuit um, women in women since 2015 finally in 2022 at the end of it like other big orcs, from eg to to nip to name them all are jumping in uh were we ahead a little bit seven years ago
1: <laughs> <It is. laughs>
2: just kind of bit.
1: just a, a smidge, little bit. you know just a little uh but it's really awesome to
0: see it, these these roster um jumping into the women's circuit especially like like g2 announced probably if i'm not mistaken one of the first professional league of legend women full roster um in the in the modern era i'm I'm just gonna say that not like uh maybe like 10 years ago there were rosters and whatnot in the modern era there's probably like galaxy racer and then them so it's really awesome to see that they have now two teams in the same year. They, they just picked up Valorant and and won that. So great stuff all across the board. And just to jump in also what happened last week, we also, I have to say that our Apex team, our Fortnite players are doing smaller tournaments every week and they've been either winning them or being top three at every single one of them from cash cups in Fortnite to Apex Series E's East with Esports Arena. Uh, it's really motivating. And we have Va- Vitro in chat, who was also uh, casting our first Samsung Apex tournament last weekend. And he thinks he did okay. I think he did great. Um, it was so fun, ladies. I think we might do more Apex event because there was a woman or a non-binary person in every team. And we had about 36 teams. It was quite quite the tournament quite the tournament if you're able to join and watch it was really really awesome so really happy that we're able to expand into the tournaments we're able to host okay so let's jump into our questions i said that there's already a great question in chat jean i'm gonna toss it to danielle in a little bit uh first of all danielle kind of, ex- well i don't know if we explained that did we explain your new role at clg i don't think so let's just start with that uh what's exactly your current role at CLG
2: yeah so I have stepped in as the new head of marketing um and basically for right now um I the the way that I'm looking at it is kind of like setting up the systems and ecosystems that the rest of my team which are in my opinion the actual experts in their fields will like exist and work within right um we have like I mean totally biased but I don't really care some of the like coolest, most exciting people in esports marketing on our team. Um, You know, one being Chris G. uh, Puns and Buns is like the stuff that comes out of her mind for our social media is just like top notch, top tier. I think anyone that follows her on Twitter knows this. Um, I'm not trying to like dictate their work or anything. I'm just helping them make their work processes easier. Um, And then like looking forward with CLG, what does the CLG brand look like two years from now. Um, and how do we make that happen? So that's like very nebulous speak for like, I'm just here to like, kind of be a little bit of like a rudder to the ship. That's really cool. Cause I think that's what we need right
0: now. So bad, so bad, so bad. <laughs> I, think
2: Super for what it's worth, I do think join. it's like, I think it's kind of a, a thing many orgs need um it's like we've had that startup mentality for so long of like is esports even going to work out and now it's like okay yes this is working and we had two years of pandemic that delayed it but like now you see so many teams being very serious and meticulous with how they're setting up uh the staff itself so it i it is necessary but i think it's just like a a system-wide thing
0: (laughs) i completely agree and summer you have been on this show and explain your role multiple of times but i think that so i'm going to summarize it for those who are new to the show you pretty much run everything team ops uh at clg a- in collaboration with jonathan who's on the lcs side he's the gm um and for me for other teams it might just mean like rosters and whatnot and just handling making sure that we have competitive and in, in winning teams. But at CLG, it's kind of just the tip of the iceberg. Um, and I'd love for you to explain a little bit uh, what you actually do under that tip.
1: Yeah, I mean, like th- there's a lot here, um, but I would say like, you know, a really big point of pride that I've had this year um, was us launching our FTC division. Right, you know, part of my role is to start looking at communities that deserve uplifting and deserve more attention um, from, you know, us more established orgs. Um, that was one of the things that was the the first thing I wanted to do when stepping into this role back in January of last year. Um, and painstakingly worked with the really passionate people within our organization that also care deeply about the FGC, um, and worked it out so that we understood how we were gonna make these decisions, do it in a responsible way, in a sustainable way, not just jumping in for the sake of it to burn money, but to make it a business, a real business. Um, that has been really, really rewarding to you know, think about that for a year and to have it finally unlock for us and to be received so positively has been one of the most uh, proud moments I've had in my career so far.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I i'm on you with that it has been feeling amazing to be to have the clg name when we launched fgc clg fgc was kind of fun like you we just sat back and saw all the love it was amazing um and and and, uh okay I'm just going to start with the question that uh Gideen or J G- and I want to mispronounce your alias um bec- before I forget. So Danielle, you mentioned that you came from the healthcare uh or the public health care um department, you know, CDC <laughs> stuff I think. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Canadian, please. Don't don't crucify me. Oh um, good. The it's so question- confusing to an American. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh what is the biggest lesson you learned in government work that translate to esports amazing question
2: yeah and uh that's from my buddy Gene uh chorba so thank you (laughs) Gene. um but uh i think the biggest thing i learned is that like you can set up a system anywhere and i know like system is going to be my buzzword and we probably heard about it enough this year in the lcs world uh but it it is something that i know kind of sorely lacks uh across you know, the video game industry, not even exclusive to esports. Um, I would say that probably I learned you can have death by systems uh, by working within the government, uh, <laughs> you what know, does that there's, mean? Uh, I, to the point where it's like, you know, there was a point where I wanted to make a joke meme on our Twitter channel. Um, for those who don't know, I was working for the Department of Health and Human Services. It was six weeks of like meeting and pushing this up and like who needs to sign off on it yeah so like i i think one is you know i think i'm trying to bring a little bit more of like a, a a corporate like you know approach to our work while understanding that like that was also the the complete opposite end where that's not sustainable um so i think my biggest takeaway is that there is like a happy medium Uh, You know, not everything needs to be flying by the seat of your pants, but not everything needs to have a protocol and an SOP and a chain of command. like there can be a happy medium with everything. Um, And furthermore, that like coloring within the lines can be fun. Like, you know, taking risks is great and everything. But sometimes when you set those boundaries for yourself and look and say, like, what can I do within this to be creative is still a really exciting way to to find new approaches uh, with your brand. Oh, I love that. I
0: think that it's one of the things that I love the most about ge- being a game designer. Uh, we had restriction and you had a system and you had constraints and you had to be creative within that system. And I think that's super challenging. Challenging. That's way more challenging than like,
1: just you can do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I agree <laughs> with Danielle. I, I agree with Danielle wholeheartedly that like systems should not be registered as a dirty word. I mean, I've been in eSport for long enough to know that when you say you need systems and routine, how many, uh, you know, e athletes I've coached that are like, I don't I don't believe in routine. I believe in staying up until 4am mm-hmm. if I feel like it, maybe 8am sometimes. Um, <laughs> but like learning how to color within the lines actually allows you to be exceptional at the fundamentals which is what you need to do when you want to be the best at your craft you can't just only have those eureka moments of inspiration you need to have your bread and butter too Um, so i'm really excited that like you asked before like what i even do at clg that was a really big piece of um what i did when i first came on because when i was first hired i was actually three months pregnant so The first six months of my role was how do I systematize these things such that I can take a maternity leave and trust that my team can do an exceptional job and keep things moving forward. And I'm so blessed to have worked with a company full of people that have been so supportive of me in that transition Mm -hmm. um, and made it their personal mission to buy into the systems and to execute at a remarkably high level. There's a lot of pride. To be had in management that knows how to manage. Um, so I'm I'm wholeheartedly behind Danielle's hype train on systems <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the hype yeah, especially since Summer has been to, through two pregnancy now at CLG. Uh, there's something that must be working because she's still employed and she's yeah. still thriving. So
1: I know how to I know how to get a promotion now. Like I got signed to CLG when I was five months pregnant. Got this promotion when I, I was three months pregnant. So I, I know the secret sauce. So whenever I'm ready so get to get pregnant, up... got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Danielle, I want to talk a little bit about the challenges that are coming for you. Um, obviously, you've only been here for a month. As, as I mentioned earlier, it takes three to four, in my book, to even starting to understand like the the, the root of everything. And so, so this is a really challenging question that you don't have to answer. <laughs> but I'm pushing it to you. What do you think is going to be your
2: biggest challenge here so far from after one month? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those like uh it's a a brag and uh uh you know a dunk at the same time is like we are rapidly expanding um which is like great that's awesome for us that we have that ability and that we're seeing that growth in the future for us but it also is like coming in and like trying to systematize what already exists while also like building onto that and the number of times i'm in a meeting and it's like this will be different in three months because we're bringing on x y and z and and then this will change so it's like one trying to plan for the future while knowing that the future is like subject to change at a moment's notice um i think is like probably the biggest challenge from the marketing side um but it's also really exciting because then we can be like in a perfect world what would this look like and how can we make this happen and like we can be very intentional like what you were saying summer when we brought on FGC as you know as a wing for ZLG we're very intentional about what does this look like and what would make the most sense for us as a brand um so that's the biggest challenge is trying to look into the crystal ball <laughs> and figure out what we need i think that's a really really good challenge especially
0: since like you said there's we already have stuff to, stuff to fix Right now, and then when we had more people, and when we add more whatever, we're gonna add on. That's gonna be another layer of difficulty added. You're playing a video <laughs> game, Daniel.
1: You hate it. You don't play <laughs> games,
0: but you have to play <laughs> the meta game at CLG. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Outer like that.
1: Come on.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, she
1: doesn't hate oh, out myself. Oh, okay. I am okay. There's a
2: reason I like esports because I just want to watch games. I don't want to play them
1: yeah 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 That's sorry fair. about that I, I didn't mean to. It. Hop. i respect it's it. not that she hates she it she's she, a consumer we all need she hates the <laughs>
0: behavior your own behavior when you play games something like that right is that a little yes bit yeah.
2: yeah okay i am i am super competitive i get major tilt it's it's better and it, my fiance is actually in the chat. He can speak to this right now. <laughs> it is better for everyone if I am not playing games. We'll we'll go slowly. The we'll legends you- almost <laughs> broke
1: up me and my husband like straight up. No way. <laughs> yes. We're both the worst versions of ourselves. We're no, that's the duo. Honestly,
2: I tried playing Katamari with him and he was like please give me the controller. Thanks like, stop playing. <laughs> i actually played league of legend
0: with bots last night with my boyfriend so he could teach me a couple of things uh and uh maybe i need to stop maybe that's a bad idea summer i
1: don't want to break up <laughs> okay I mean, if I you really want to test the metal out. of your relationship play some games play league together. Of with him. you'll know whether or not you can cooperate in the long haul
0: we did have a first date on overcook let's just talk about that for a second And we went to a second date. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, one thing, there's more questions in the chat, but one thing Summer I really wanna talk about uh, is from a player's perspective, so from an outsider, when you have a team, what you want is for them to win, them to be successful, them to get sponsors, get money, clout, fame, whatever. But when you're from within, when you're the player, outside of winning, and when winning doesn't always happen, because we know that's like a utopia. Winning is like the end goal, but it's not necessarily. Actually, I want to phrase that in a different way. Winning is a bonus, I think. Um, and for a player, it like winning doesn't shouldn't be necessarily the end goal. Um, f- to have a longevity, a long career, and what I'm leading, what I'm trying to, to get there is uh, when I was a player. One thing that was the most important for me was. Doing everything I can, to, I can to make myself better and make myself a better teammate and and kind of grow and and learn, especially with the tools that CLG was giving to was giving me. And one of the tools was you. Um, we were meeting every week, even when I was benched, even when I was on on break. We were meeting every week for me to grow um, as a human, as a, a professional, as a player, and. That's something that I think not every org is offering. And um, I want to talk about how you leveled up from that position to where you're now and what you did with that mentality and that mindset.
1: Sure. <clears throat> A lot of layers to this. Lots to impact. Yeah, lots um, of impact. I think one of the first things that jumps out at me is like you, you mentioned that we worked together even when you were benched, right? Um, and I think arguably some of our most powerful work was done while you were in that condition, right? Where um, you were in a transition, you were kind of like even moving beyond CSGO at the time that we were working together most. Um, And this is a service that I do not feel like most orgs are willing to provide. Um, I view a player not by their individual successes moment to moment. I view a player by their success in the, the totality of their career. And that includes the transition beyond even my own walls, right? A transition beyond being a competitor, a transition to a new org. Um, we've even like considered p- players who transition into new game titles. Like This is probably some of the most important work that we do, really helping somebody understand what the long-term trajectory that they're on is, and working as an ally in the pursuit of that goal. It is very important that as we pursue greatness in competition, that we are not in competition with one's own drive, right? We cannot work against that. We need to really understand what makes a player successful in their own right, in their own way, and help foster and grow that. Um, So transitioning from player development into this role, I really wanted to make sure that everybody under my umbrella had all the tools that they needed in order to learn, grow, and develop. Um, And that starts with more direct uh, training for the coaching staff so that it's not just the performance coach that has all the necessary uh, knowledge, but the coaches themselves can speak in the player's love language, which is their game, um, and help them learn, grow, and develop asking these questions about career asking these questions about their motivation um, and how that feeds into their emotional state day in day out Um, and really helping establish very deeply this sense of a growth mindset from everybody involved from the player from the coaching staff from the managers everybody implicitly understands now that clg is here to support their growth and to help them build a skill set that they're proud of
2: I think I'm very emotional today. I got tears in my eyes again. <laughs> this is like how I know summer as a mom too. Is I'm just like I feel so soothed. I feel so yeah like, taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> I well, socially... mean, I definitely,
1: I definitely bring that to the role. I I commonly refer to, you know, everybody in my squad, like they're all my kids. Like I want to care yeah. for them and love them as I would my own because. I, I really do care deeply for everybody that comes into the CLG walls, um, whether they're a player coach, another staff member um this is this is a family after all uh, so i I believe in being a matriarch um, and I try to you know really take on that responsibility
0: and you do it so gracefully and greatly uh that it makes me want to cry. Uh, <laughs> okay, big nonsense okay steph
1: we're gonna get through this. <laughs>
0: yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to light up the mood with with the question from big nonsense we know he loves birds so what are y'all's favorite birds let's start with summer
1: this is like <laughs> you know what it's a hummingbird it's a hummingbird Aww because Aww. they're so like little and cute and like you, you might just miss them right but like every single time you catch a hummingbird fly by and it just decides to grace you for a moment and it hovers in front of you uh you're like oh what a gift It's definitely a hummingbird
0: i don't think i've ever seen a hummingbird in real life we have to really that.
2: it's a gift it's like being <laughs> yeah. graced
1: upon by a fairy yeah we
2: have a, a tree outside of our apartment that's just Full of them, so we got a, a hummingbird feeder. We have to refill it all the time. Uh, oh, that's it's really like, cool. It's exactly what you said, though, Summer. I'm just every time I see one, we stop everything. I'm like, bird. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Danielle? Um, I I I'm hard stuck between two. Uh, I love flamingos like a ton. Um, but the other thing uh, is, I love emu Uh, because they have so much attitude and they're so weird i just i like odd birds (laughs) (laughs) they are both pretty (laughs) odds they're really weird (laughs) yeah 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 uh
0: i think mine well as a canadian i'm gonna have to say uh the white owls they're called i don't know how to call that in english Uh, and they're like they like like in the snow trees um yeah. they're all white. I just love owls I think they're so bizarre too in their own way um and and so I would say owls but I do like any bird video any oh yeah any <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna end with a rough question that vetro asked us okay uh and why i say rough is that this is the kind of question that could we could talk about for two hours so i'll we're, let's try to let's try to not go in a tangent that last two hours but he wants to know how far have women in the industry come since um we've started so what do you think the future looks for for women in the scene so uh maybe i can start summer um i'm gonna start with how far we've been um pretty much we've been we're coming from so far that back when i started uh we were like we knew each all the women knew each other like we just everybody in north america knew each other and if there was a woman team across the world i would know them and i would either be friends with them or i would at least heard of them which is not the case anymore and so there was absolutely no woman in orgs that did not exist most of the time um women were picked up as like mascots what we call a little bit more like influencers now but back then it was mascots because there was no social media so they pretty much was just wearing like a team name or a team jersey at event um and so in a crowd of like a thousand people at an event or a thousand players at an event we'd be five to like one woman depending on the type of event i would go to so we were pretty much non-existent we did not exist we were Uh, unicorns and every media wanted an interview with us every time we showed up somewhere because we just didn't exist um so that's where we came from that's like the early 2000s uh and funny enough the only people that are still there today from these years in on the women's side is almost like all of our team (laughs) potter header from sapphire from g2 um from dig you know like all these big names in, in in women are and then esports are like people that were around, uh, from our team, everybody else kind of dipped left cause it was too rough. So let's, let's just say that, uh, Summer, you come from a, a, a little bit of a closer, right? You're still one of the pioneers because of how new the sport is, especially in your field. Um, how has it evolved?
1: Um, I mean, I will say walking in that I was already an eSport unicorn being married when I entered the space Um, (laughs) that has not changed so much. Um, It's getting a little bit better, but, you know, there is still a sentiment that, you know, for you to be successful in eSport, you need to be hyper focused. I remember Reddit comments when I first signed on to CLG of people (laughs) explaining, you know, how I could not be as dedicated as other people in the role. Um, because I would rightfully be going home to take care of my kids um, and not so focused on the development of our teams. Um, and as you can hear from this conversation now, like uh, I, I do I do take that motherly pressure on for literally everyone I work with. So it, it's kind of bonkers to get comments like that. Um, mm-hmm. I would say like, as time has progressed, when I first came on, you know, for those of you that don't know, the person who actually inspired me to get into esport is Steph. I watched a panel mm-hmm. of hers. And the second I watched it, something clicked for me where I was like, you know, this is not something that you need to be scared of for yourself, right? Like, yes, it can be terrifying to get into a new industry and to push boundaries like this. But this is the gift that you can be giving to other people. That was one of the most important lessons I learned by watching that panel, and why I wanted to get in the space so that I could also, you know, yeah. be present so that other people can also believe that they can be present. I wanted to give people that permission. Um, it's pleasant now that I don't feel like that is what I need to do anymore. I think more people are, have the permission to be here. So it's forced me to think critically about how do I level myself up as a mentor uh, for other women within the community, understanding what they need now to feel inspired um, and to push those boundaries next. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that shows that there's growth, uh, and development here.
0: I'm wondering if you're the only head of team ops women in NA, at least I think you might be.
1: Um, maybe presently, um, I know that there's been women in the past that have held similar roles. Um, it's always fun to try to figure it out because like the titles between orgs are different. So you'd only really, you have to kind of like be in the know to know whether or not you had a a similar role. Um, but yeah, unfortunately there are not many women that hold positions like mine. Um, I wish, I wish there were more. Um, I think I offer a really good balance in a lot of our conversations that we have around how we enter into esports and how we're viewing the overall scene especially with more and more women's leagues cropping up i make it my business to express to those tournament organizers and leagues you know how women are experiencing um you know these really important works um and like that's another big change it's like with the cropping up of women's leaks it's kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time where it's like great we finally have these awesome incubators for you know women to rise up in the talent ranks um but at the same time it's kind of a nod to the fact that what we were hoping for this whole time to make the co-ed space um, as welcoming for all as possible has not been succeeding which necessitates these these additional leagues. so you know, I'm still holding on to a world where we can actually have the equity that we need, um, but we're not there yet. So we need to see, keep working. Mm-hmm.
0: Then, yeah, why don't we take the last part of that question and, and have you answer it? What do you think is the future for women in the scene, especially as a newcomer, kind of seeing that for the first time?
2: Um, I think, like you know, I didn't. I avoided the gaming and esports industry for a long time because I was like, I don't want the scrutiny of being a woman in that industry. Um, and I saw people like yourself and many, many others like forging the path um, to kind of give some shout outs to like SM Lati and uh, Christina Amaya, uh, who's the founder uh, and president of like Latinx and gaming who have, you know, not only showed up in the scene, but like showed out and said like, I'm, I am here and you're gonna know that I'm here. Uh, Whether you like it or not, I'm, you know, I'm going to make my own path. Um, I think that that helped me feel like, okay, like I can make this work too. Um, And I think the the future is more people seeing people like us, like join the scene and succeed and think like I can do that too. Um, So I do think that the future is better. I think the future is more accepting. I think we have to continue to like show up and show out like everyone before us um to like you know to prove that one like the industry is evolving but it only continues to evolve as long as we're putting in the work we can't get complacent which is unfortunate like i would love to just like stroll up like some of the dudes in the industry and you know snag a job that i'm uh mostly good at but like as women we have to be the best sometimes um so i think I think the future is better but we have a lot of work to do i
0: agree and that's not just an industry thing that's like a society thing unfortunately uh yeah. we're not only battling the esports uh ecosystem we're battling society ecosystem when it when it comes to like women in power and just respect and whatnot as you can see in a different discussions across the u.s right now which yeah, we're just gonna sure just gonna I just wanna give a,
1: a happier, more practical note to that. Okay, go, go, go. Um, because men get some of these extra opportunities um, off faith, right? People believe in their ability to develop, because they know how to speak confidently about who they are, they've had a track record of learning new skill sets, and doing it well. Um, I think sometimes with this perfectionistic view of ourselves that we have to be so on that we lose a sense of our progress because it was an expectation that we were going to do it a thousand percent right off the bat and lose that sense of growth Um, but if you do adopt that growth mindset and say hey i'm here to level myself up slowly but surely and i have faith in myself as someone who can grow my own talent over time, then you are able to speak that truth with far more confidence when you are up for these additional roles. So I think part of it is on us a little bit to get more practiced in trusting ourselves and trusting our own ability to improve ourselves over time.
0: Yeah, I think that what you just said resonated with me a lot. We just expect you to succeed. So we don't like we don't like um either say good job or we don't understand how hard it was. That happens to me quite a lot. Way too often actually. (laughs) Even from my partner. Where sometimes you just know I you know you always say you don't know how you're gonna do it. And in the end you always do it. So I don't even tell you good (laughs) job because you always do it. And I'm just like, well I still did the good job. (laughs) It's so true. It's
1: so freaking true. (laughs)
0: Ay, 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 ay. Take notes partners take notes all right (laughs) uh to kind of close up today there's going to be a little bit of a hot topics to follow no more um league of legend as at the moment but we do still have ESCA red games two things well first of all we're starting um impact league very soon so stay tuned on our social media on clg red to see when we start those games but also we have more matches coming on to for esca we still even though we, we've been doing great we're gonna face tougher and tougher opponents as the season goes so we need to keep that momentum we're gonna have a match tonight um uh, on this channel so i think it's around 10 p.m eastern time 7 p.m pacific time so make sure to tune in we're going to be broadcasting as usual our eca games um i assume that we're going to have more series e for apex as well as fortnite cash cups so make sure to tune in either on the player stream or on um the esports arena stream summer am i forgetting anything for this week kind of putting um, you on the
1: spot. Yeah, without looking at my calendar, I am a little bit too in Labor Day mode still coming off. But um, so <laughs> no I trust, worries. I trust.
0: Okay, <laughs> I perfect. Trust and we do have, if you do have run it Thursday, it was unfortunately canceled last week. The timing was unfortunate. It was right when uh, Street Fighter updated their game and we learned it the day of, so we're gonna be missing that. So uh, we missed that. So this week we're gonna have Guilty Gear Strife coming back run it Thursday broadcasted on the CLG channel. We also have the LCS Summer Final Fan Fest. That's where you're going, Daniel. You're going to Chicago this weekend.
2: Yeah, I was about to say, uh, if you're gonna be in Chicago this week, definitely make sure you come by and check out our tent. We, I'm not gonna spoil it, but we have probably one of the coolest setups from what I'm hearing. So make sure you come by, say hi, maybe get a free shirt or something. But uh, check us out if you're going to be in Chicago. We've had the coolest boot at LCS all year
0: long, and it continues at the Summer Final Fan Fest in Chicago. And uh, we have Vatro confirmed that we're going to be tomorrow playing 7 East on the CLG Apex Series E, which have been either winning or finishing second in the last, like, month. So uh, tune in uh, for that as well. That's it for us it was a (laughs) pleasure having you both uh you're both available on twitter that's your main account and if you want to hear more daniel memes go check out and daniel said
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're allowed to post any meme on your own twitter i can post all the memes now
0: (laughs) (laughs) and summer as well um psych summer uh you need to you need to gas yourself up a little bit more summer you need to you need to tune your own horn and be in post like how good you are
1: (laughs) i agree i'm I'm like committing to this cause i'm gonna actually use my socials now that was part of my challenge to myself about how i can be a better inspiration so yes uh get ready to yeah
0: (laughs) and you're both inspirations in the in the hair department for me i should have I should have done a little bit better. But I was telling everyone, uh, this is the time to create an ice cream meme with us as we are the Napolitan no. ice cream right now on 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 this one. But as Vatro mentioned, some of your hair is fabulous. Danielle, I feel like your hair is always this fabulous every day. I don't know how you do it. Me, I just woke up like this.
2: all right. you <laughs> You've got, like fabulous pink hair. You've got to stop with the negative self-talk. It's fantastic. You're right. You're right you're right i gotta stop with this guys
0: it was a pleasure thank you so much for joining us on this week in clg powered by spectrum we'll be back in i think in two weeks uh super great stuff coming up from clg maybe some worlds announcement in two weeks maybe some world. i'm just teasing
1: it i'm just teasing it. <laughs> bye everyone and thanks for watching bye